Cool. Well, um, as people populate, I'll get back to it. Um, I'm also recording this, the audio, so I'll upload this to the podcast channel so everybody can hear it on audio later. Um, good to see some familiar faces. For those of you who don't know, that is Izzy. <laughs> um, she is, uh, like I've said in the past, she, if, if based on, actually, based on this book, if Jack Reacher had a dog, I'm almost certain it would be this dog. Uh, she's perfect. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to just touch on some notes I've taken over the last couple weeks since my last uh, live. And then for anybody listening in or watching or anything, we, you can uh, Q&A this or question comments and I'll follow along and try to keep up. Um, but basically, where to start? <laughs> because I'm doing this for audio too, I'm trying to think of how this uh, will be without any video interaction. Um, to catch everybody up to speed, for some reason if you don't know who I am and you're on my page and you're just surfing and happen to see this, my name is Jeff Bosley. Uh, I am a theater geek turned theater major, or movie geek, movie nerd turned uh, pre-med major, turned theater major, turned army green beret, turned uh, firefighter, turned actor. <laughs> That's the short of it. And um, the background as to why this is uh, Reacher Talk Part 3 um, is because uh, Tom Cruise is no longer in the mix for the next Jack Reacher iteration of, of film. Um, and uh, the author, Lee Child, has explicitly stated that in the, in the past and relatively recently on his new book tours. Uh, I've met with Mr. Child twice. Uh, I spoke at a, on a panel with him. I was brought up to speak at a panel with him. <laughs> I didn't know it was happening. And um, so that's the short of it. Um, it's a real potential uh, thing um, as far as uh, he's been explicit talking about um, how he needs to cast the right physical person and as also uh, he wants an unknown actor. Um, and so far, those are uh, two things that I have. Um, in, in Hollywood, it's extremely hard to get good roles if you're not known. Um, and uh, it's ironic. To get big agents, to get big auditions, you have to be a big name. To get, But to be a big name, you need to have a big agent and get big jobs. So it's this is truly a fluke. This is something that doesn't happen in Hollywood often. So for anybody that's followed or uh, seen it, um, I've, I've been relentless in my... Um, my uh, persuasion of this per, this this thing because it's uh, unprecedented and so I'm relentlessly fighting for it and one of my arguments is uh, first off I'm a book fan I read I, I'm still to this day I need to go to my storage unit it's government storage unit uh, but I do have the original book I found um, next to a latrine uh, when I was going to the bathroom in Iraq uh, it was the first Jack Reacher book I read and I was hooked and the day I read it I remember explicitly thinking, holy crap, this is me. Uh, blue eyes, six and a half feet tall, 250 pounds. And um, uh, so ever since then, I've been a fan of the books. And as a movie uh, nerd, uh, I, I love honoring source material. Um, and I think uh, that's why there's. I have so many, uh, I have so much vested interest in this role. I'm not just an actor that has no, this is actually one of my main points. Um, 
I'll just start with it now and I'll answer your questions as I go. I'm writing them down right now, Maria. Um, point number one I wanted to bring up, and it's, it's a little pitchy, but it's something, um, it's hard because a lot of these things are coming from a place of being a fan, but also being uh, an actor that wants the role. So I guess you just have to trust me that I don't have any, uh, they're obviously self-serving um, forces, but they come from a place of fandom. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm kind of my, it's kind of weird, but hopefully I'll get it and trust me. But so I know there are some, I want to say haters, almost everybody's been supportive or neutral about the whole Bosley for Reacher campaign. Um, but the people that haven't been the most supportive per se are the ones that just think I'm overdoing it or like, you know, actually here's another note. <laughs> I gotta write these down as I go or I'll forget. Um, uh, the people that haven't been, um, I guess the most supportive um, are the ones that don't understand uh, how hard it is to get work in Hollywood and uh, how hard it is to get big roles like this when they want an unknown. There's a lot going against me and this, this anomaly of an occurrence is why I'm fighting so hard for it. Which brings me to, I guess, point number one is as a fan and as the actor that wants the job, um, I, I believe this is an amazing first thing because Mr. Child wants the fans to have a kind of a say in it. So it's really cool that I, I really want fans to be part of this process proactively, like before the fact. Every other movie, every other movie based on a book or some sort of source material, it's been, I use Batman for example. Everybody's like, oh, okay, Ben Affleck's Batman. I guess we'll just roll with it, hate it or love it. Whereas in this case, it's part of the journey together before it's even happened. So that's where I think it's really cool. But one of the things I, I, I guess this is about a pitch, if you will, wouldn't, I say this to me as a fan and to you as fans, um, wouldn't you want an actor to play the role that actually wants the role in a, per, in a pursuit sense versus a random Hollywood actor that fits the bill, that makes the studio money, and they go to that guy and they go, hey, do you wanna play Jack Reacher? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take the paycheck. Let me read up on it and ch you know research this which is nine times out of 10 how it works. It's very rare that there are roles that actors know about ahead of time so they can fight for it. Um, you know, like Harrison Ford and Han Solo, he didn't know that role existed. Uh, they went to him and asked him loosely. So wouldn't you want the actor that wanted this job uh, proactively, not reactively? So that's my pitch, or a pitch argument, is every actor, in that, even though the actors that have been mentioned in other uh, forums, um, they break the unknown rule, uh, but wouldn't you want somebody that wants this job? <laughs> I, mean, I know I would. I wouldn't want a doctor operating on my brain that didn't want to be a doctor. Uh, that's kind of how I look at it. Um, so I, that's just kind of like that little pitch is something to, that is an argument I want to say, but I don't really, I know text-based communications can really dilute uh, the intended message. So a lot of the forums I try to just kind of play nice and I don't get too passionate because it can come across, in, you know, it can come across wrong. So I have to be really careful. Um, but uh, so yeah, wouldn't you want somebody that wants the role, not somebody that just goes, oh sure, I'll look at it because you came to me. Um, yeah, so like, you know, as anybody that knows or has been following this, I'm, I'm living, eating and breathing this. Um, <laughs> good, bad or indifferent. Um, and I'll answer this question as I go. Um, Maria asks, uh, "Are you allowed to talk about it?" There's nothing official, so I'm not not I'm not not talking about anything. <laughs> um, all of everything I I've said, I can talk about, and I'm happy to elaborate on. Um, but the things that uh, 
I, everything's hearsay. It's not like uh, you know, child, Mr. Child and I and his assistant, his agent, and all of them. We we have spoken and we have interacted via various means of communication, but we don't. We're not text buddies per se. Although we do interact, um, it's not like I have any inside intel uh, because I'm almost. I know as much as you guys do. Basically, is uh, right now the only formalities that, that exist are it, he wants it to happen. Uh, Mr. Child does. Um, he wants uh, to have the final say, I believe. Um, I, I have audio, of, I, or I have, there's, uh, I think, in a BBC article, or various articles or sites that could be cite his statements of these things, is he wants final say in it, he wants an unknown actor. But the only formal stuff that exists as of now is uh, stuff I'm seeing on, it's IMDB, if you don't know who, what that is, it's basically the, uh, the Bible of the m movie industry for what take it for what it's worth but then there's like an imdb pro for people that are in the industry you know it's it's an account you get as a performer an actor or some sort of filmmaker and on the imdb pro side it's not like it's secret information but normally that's where you would go as a industry worker and see kind of get your inside information and there's there's no secrets it's the only thing attached to this Jack Reacher series on that is Mr. Child. I believe he's listed as the executive producer. And uh, Paramount and Skydance. And that doesn't necessarily mean any of that's official. So there are currently no official channels to go through or, you know, or even really talk about or research. So uh, traditionally, if there's a role I want in a show that's existing, I would look on, the, on their company and I'd find out, okay, here's the casting offices. Here's where auditions are, and then I'd call my manager and my agent, and they would contact that casting office, and then they would pitch me, and there'd be all these very formal, uh, slightly annoying channels to go through. And as an unknown in Hollywood, or not necessarily a giant known, I should say, they'll be like, "Who? All right, you're not, you're not John Hamm." Click. Um, and so that's kind of why this is such an anomaly, is because nothing exists and the uh, decision maker wants it to be an unknown. And so that's why I'm fighting it now because there are no formal channels. So that, I hope that kind of answers your question, Maria, is there's literally nothing to not talk about. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get on my points and as people interact, I'll, I'll deviate as needed. Um, I'll read, I'm just reading this. This is a really cool comment, Christine, thank you. Um, Yeah, Christine, I am hard on myself, um, but I think if I come across hard on myself, it's just because I don't accept mediocrity, and I, and I really want this, and uh, it is probably one of my faults, um, and if I ever come across hard on myself in a, in a weak way, it's more like I'm aware of the, um, my, the, the, the construct of the Hollywood industry, and there are just things I can't deal can't, I just can't change right wrong or indifferent and you know like I always make them I always use the metaphor uh, when I wanted to be a Green Beret as long as I was the best at what I did and passed all their their tests so to speak and and earned their 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 uh, their uh, belief in me or whatever they would go okay you're worthy to become a Green Beret Hollywood's not like that <laughs> there's no perfect ratio of talent and hard work that that equals guaranteed uh, results so, yeah, I'm really hard on myself, but I, I've never wanted anything as bad as this. Um, and and I, 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 what clears my conscience is there's articles where I was interviewed 
years. I, I can't remember the timeline. I can find it. But before the Tom Cruise movies even came out, I was I can be quoted as saying, boy, if there was a role I could ever want, it'd be Jack Reacher. Because I'd already read the books as a fan. Um, so I want this... A, because I love my job. B, I feel this seems a little um, maybe a melodramatic, but this would be this would change my life in uh, the the kid in me side, the kid in me ways, a career way, supporting my friends and family ways. Um, I mean, it would literally be the start of my career. This would be my Jason Momoa in um, um, <laughs> just blanked. The movie, the TV show he's in, that I'm a huge fan of, and I'm blanking on what it's called. I just wanted to say Lord of the Rings. What is it called? Anybody chime in here? (laughs) Um, Game of Thrones. God. So this would be my Jason Momoa time in Game of Thrones. However, Jason Momoa wasn't in that many seasons. This show would be, I would be the guy. So uh, this would change my career. Um, And uh, it would set me up in that circumstance where big jobs would go, oh, he's a big name, now we can look at him, which is just an unfortunate, the game you play, I say this all the time, and people that just now know me might not know this about me, I get the Hollywood game, and I'll play it. Some of the rules are absurd, and I'll play along with them, but it's at, I'm looking at the long game, and the big picture, and uh, I can't change the rules, but I'll be damned if I don't, I don't win playing their game, so, but yeah, I am hard on myself, is what it is. Um... Yeah, and I don't want to miss the opportunity, trust me. Um, surely I'll answer that in a sec. Uh, yeah, I'll just answer it right now. Uh, will you do any reach or dialogue scenes for us to watch listen? Um, stay tuned. Yes. That's the short answer. Um, I know... Uh, obviously, I don't think I'm... Any actor or performer that says they're, they're done and they got it figured out, they're wrong. It's a constantly evolving process. I do know, not in an arrogant way, but from, I'm, in anything I've ever done, I surround myself with people whom, because I know I'll never think I'm good enough at anything, but I do know the people that I surround myself with, if they say it, they're not going to say it just to be nice, and if they say it, it's, le- it's legitimate, so very uh, trusted um, acting world people have have complimented me and helped nurture me and and educated me and taught me and everything in my acting career and they those people who i've who i i intimately rely on for their judgment and their 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 um their truth have said i'm good at what i do (laughs) so i'm very reassured in that part um but at the end of the day you still need to be able to act and that'll bring me to a point a little bit later um but yeah stay tuned there will be some stuff um so yeah, so I'll go to point number two. Um, this is just kind of maybe like some side education um, because um, I, I have this weird insight in that I'm a fan, but I also now get how the film and TV industry works, which is uh, sometimes it's a, depend, the per, it depends on the person. Having that understanding makes me relax on when I watch certain movies. Um, my perfect example is uh, there's some movies where major stars for example, excuse me, hold a gun from their hip and shoot it that way. That's absurd. That's to me like having a doctor in a doctor movie hold a scalpel by the blade. It just makes no sense. However, there are some compromises you need to do for like camera angles where 
Um, traditionally, if you're holding a rifle, you would hold it, you know, you'd line up your sights right in front of your eyes. But a camera that's shooting that shot can't see the actor's face, so they can't see the performance. So actors actually have to consciously bring the rifle down and hold it wrong so they can get the shot. So I'm aware of that, and that allows me to, but I can turn that off when I'm watching a movie and just enjoy it. But some um, from the fans, from the non-film people outside looking in, there's a lot of stuff they don't understand. And one comment, and none of these are uh, meaning derogatory towards the commenter in case you happen to join in or see this ever. Um, on one of, somewhere where I was pitching Bosley for Reacher, um, a, a gentleman, I believe it was a, it was a male, said something like, uh, Reach, Reacher's strong and silent. He wouldn't be pitching himself like this. And that is where I adamantly say, you know this is acting, right? Granted, I think there are some roles where the actor and the character aren't as, they're not that different, and there are other ones that are crazy different. One woman chimed in and said she loved this, I don't know what actor she was referencing, so I don't even know, but she had referenced how she loved this one actor's portrayal of James Bond, but when she saw him interviewed on a late night show as himself, she didn't like him as a, like him as a person annoyed her. So that, that guy is not so much that character, whereas I think I, this role for me is not tons of a deviation. However, yeah, Jack Reacher wouldn't be pitching to play pretend in a movie because he's already a fictional character. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense. So when I hear stuff like, you know, Reacher wouldn't be advertising himself or Reacher wouldn't be doing a live video, well, duh. <laughs> it's, it's, he's a fictional character. That's where acting comes in. Um, so it's it's I don't mean to be argumentative, but yeah, trust me, I can I can act like Reacher. Um, I'm very nice and polite online, and it's all genuine. Uh, but let's not all forget um, not to be arrogant. Hey, Lauren, uh, but let's not forget I was a Green Beret. Um, I didn't run around the world giving out hugs. Uh, actually, in some cases, I actually did, but. Um, yeah, so for all those moments where people like, you know, Reacher would be quiet and stoic and tough and whatever, manly, I can conjure that up, trust me. So that stands for that point is, remember, and I, this is kind of where I need, where I think, uh, you know, like it's weird, like uh, growing up seeing Schwarzenegger in movies or Stallone in movies, and then when I've met them, I'm like, oh, they're just normal people portraying characters that we've come to know and love. When I met Stallone, I met him on a handful of times and I worked out next to him. Um, great example, because the gym, this is a great example actually. The gym is a place where you can kind of be yourself. And the places I've met, these aren't name droppy, but it will sound that way, I apologize. But the places I've met, Chris Pratt, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, um, those are the three that come to my mind. Um, they are not their characters. You know, they to an extent they may be because maybe that's that's a character they've played forever. But the second I met him, they weren't their character. Chris Pratt, for example, great example. I think he's an astonishing actor. He's a little goofy and fun and jovial, and that's the character he plays in Guardians of the Galaxy. So that that window, if you will, it doesn't mean he's a bad actor. It just means it's more like him than if he was to all of a sudden play a rapist in a movie. That's probably not who Chris Pratt is. So that that spectrum is a little bit wider for his performance. So that. Actor and character are two different things. And a good actor, which I believe at least I'm aware of, will do everything it takes to embrace and portray the character y'all expect him to be. Uh, the minute I get this role, uh, I won't be groveling, as this gentleman said, trying to fight for the role. 
I will be Jeff, as I always am, uh, and I'll portray Reacher not groveling. <laughs> so uh, that's just a random side point. I just I took a lot of these notes. Um, and I'll just go to the next point. Um, oh, this is a kind of a sub point. I'm not trying to like ruin movies for anybody. That's not my intention here, but I'm trying to educate people as to maybe what I do and as to why I'm doing it. So my supporters don't think I'm uh, negating or not honoring uh, the source material, Mr. Child or the fictional character of Jack Reacher or you all as the fans. Um, a lot of things that go on in film and TV and, and whatnot, there's a lot that doesn't get known. Uh, for example, a brilliant point came up um, uh, a supporter, I, I, I see the person's name a lot, and it means the world to me. The, the, these a handful of people have been uh, in integral to dusting off. Because I read these books, I'm rereading them. There's one on where is it right there? There's one on my couch right there. I'm rereading Killing Floor. Um, I read these books originally years ago. I've since had to memorize tons of medical knowledge. I've I've read other books. I was a firefighter, so a lot of that stuff is cobweb. So it's a lot of a lot of y'all, thank you by the way, have been integral to being kind of my subject matter expert, my like coaches. And uh, some people pointed out like, you know, this is Reacher's favorite color, this is something he would do different. And a lot of these decisions, they're not defiant like saying, you know, F you, I'm gonna do it my way. They're actually conscious decisions. Like for example, uh, a shoot we were doing we decided to have me wear a black jacket, A, because it's what I have that fits, uh, and B, because if I wore a green jacket, the background was green and the image would look bad. So there's actually a lot, it's almost like a painter. When you paint, you, you are very meticulous with your colors and how they match. So believe it or not, this, is not a this isn't to ruin movies, but there's a lot that goes into just a wardrobe. You know, a wardrobe designer goes, okay, I mean, where are we shooting? Okay, I got to make sure those colors don't clash, or if they want them to clash, they'll clash them on purpose. So actually, there's a lot of conscious decisions made into something that is seemingly quick and easy. So just these, these shoots I've been doing, there was actually a lot of conscious effort to going, okay, it's a cloudy day, but there's a lot of green, so the green uh, foliage is going to pop, and it's going to be really bright, so if he wears a green coat, it's going to look really bad. So a black coat was worn. So that's just a little bit of that. So um, accuracies versus uh, like book accuracy versus film compromises, what I'm going to kind of reference it, is, is a conscious decision. But on the flip side of that, everybody that's been supporting me and helpful, I do welcome uh, pointing out errors. And I'm happy to make a dialogue about it because if I'm screwing up, uh, I think a crappy actor would be defiant. Um, I'm receptive to not knowing I don't know everything. So I love the support and I love the help and I love the dialogue. Uh, just don't assume it's because I'm an idiot. Um, but this person I know that gave me this tip, uh, she wasn't treating me that way. It was, it was very welcoming and very polite in, uh, in, uh, conversation. Good question before I continue. Uh, Lauren asks, doesn't that make it more perfect in the eyes of casting that you don't need to be taught those elements? In theory. <laughs> Every answer to do with Hollywood is in theory. Things, and I'm not knocking the industry people that make a decision about my career, but things that make sense in the normal world, there's so many mi <laughs> millions of things that don't make sense that I don't understand. Um, the, you think, the things that would go, that makes sense, it'd be a shoe and it'd be a guarantee, no such thing. Yes, on paper, hey, cool, we don't have to teach this guy how to hold a gun. We know this guy can do the thousand yard stare because he's experienced it. 
this guy knows how to, you know, wear a holster or use a gun or does know how to fight. Hell, as a tall guy, that's something you can't teach. <laughs> like, to just exist in this world as a giant guy, it's just stuff you don't understand. Uh, and I know, I mean, zero disrespect to Mr. Cruz, but a lot, we all know if you're a Jack Reacher fan, uh, there's a lot of points in the in, in the books where it mentions how he doesn't fit in this booth or in this seat or this chair or this car. Tom Cruise can't understand that. Anybody under six foot five won't understand the misery it is to sit in a car as a giant person. So there are a lot of things that just would make me perfect in the eyes of casting. Yet at the end of the day, and this is kind of the thing that does frustrate me, um, at the end of the day, it's the almighty dollar. So whoever gets uh, to make the decision, whomever or whatever entity, uh, that's why, hey, this guy, Jeff Bosley, that some people like, you know, the, the, the uh, petition has like a thousand people that like support him and love him. It, he won't guarantee money in this theater. So let's get guy X that, you know, whatever, and they have a warm and fuzzy about money. And uh, it's really frustrating. Trust me. So a lot of decisions that you don't get, and I don't get as a fan looking from the outside, looking in, watching just being a fan of movies, that nine times out of 10, that's the answer. There's just some random reason um, that it's hard to not believe it's a coincidence. Um, you know, some people get stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame after one movie, and it's coincidentally right when the movie's coming out, whereas there's been living legends in Hollywood. Uh, uh, Adam West, for example, who played Batman, the original Batman, uh, kind of the original, but the original overall, he didn't get a star. Like, it, it took an act of God to petition to get him a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yet, there are some uh, reputable actors that coincidentally got one the day the movie was released. It's hard not to coincide a lot of stuff like that. So, yes, those are sales points uh, that make me perfect in the eyes of casting, but I can't rely on those. Thus, I guess, thus the campaign, because... There, you know, if I was a, if I could guarantee them a return, I feel all cocky, cockeyed today. If I could guarantee the studio um, income and money, I, I'd probably relax a little bit. But now it's just like I have this. This is a one in a million lifetime chance, and I gotta fight for it because it's it's a rare thing. And studios, despite this is my instinct, is despite studio uh, Mr. Child saying he has final say and he wants an unknown. It's not that I don't trust, believe him or know that that's his, his truth, but at the end of the day, the studio or the network or the streaming service that's going to put all the billions of dollars into the TV show, uh, they have, they're going to go, who? Jeff who? And then if Mr. Child, can, you know, let's say he wants me, and I hope he does, but he can go, this guy that all my fans and everybody loves and supports, hopefully he'll have all this, uh, these ingredients and they'll go, okay, we're nervous, but now we're less nervous. Um, reading this last thing. Uh, thank you, Carsey. Um, th that's, I mean, that outcome is my goal. <laughs> so it's good to hear uh, positive reinforcement on that. Uh, so I'll continue on until people chime in. Um, kind of just going down the list of a little Hollywood truisms. Um, so the first thing was, you know, Reacher wouldn't do this or why I might deviate from like uh, the green jacket versus black jacket scenario. And then also the thing I'm extremely passionate about as a fan and an actor, but 99% as a fan, uh, I, I kind of got a little frustrated at this on one of the forums. Believe it or not, I need coffee. <laughs> 
Sorry about that. No way I can get through my day. Um, um, is as a fan, I want actors to play be in movies. <laughs> I am tired of like if okay. The, here's a perfect example. So people don't think I have a, a well. Actually, no. I would kill to be Batman. Like to play old man Batman, or like if they did a Batman Beyond and I was like old man Bruce Wayne, I would kill for that. But I'll use Batman as a better example because I don't have a, much of a leg in that game. That franchise, they'll only take a name. The, the chance of them taking an unknown is ne- next to zero. Um, but as a fan of Batman, I don't want them to go, you know, we should pick this random quarterback that played for the Cowboys. He, he looks like Batman. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. <laughs> um, and the same goes for me as a fan of Jack Reacher. The... the 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 passionate kind of and it's a slap in the face as an actor so it's kind of like okay i always use my dad as a metaphor because he's a physician uh so if if somebody looks more like a doctor but never went to medical school would you rather have does that mean you'd pick him over an actual md it makes no sense obviously there's anomalies harrison ford i'll go back to that example he was dabbling in acting, I believe. He maybe had some acting courses here and there, but he was doing carpenter work uh, somewhere around Star Wars set. I forget the story. Next thing you know, he's on Solo, and I don't know if he, you know, throughout the years, just, I mean, I won't deny a lot of acting and roles and film and all that, a lot of it is on-the-job training, so to speak, because, you know, let's use the Harrison Ford thing. Once he got rolling, I don't know if he went to acting classes. I don't know if he went to uh, theater programs. I don't know if he went... Uh, to Strasbourg Conservatory for four years, I don't know. But I would like to think he did take some classes and did do stuff to perfect his craft. I know um, Will Smith, he still goes to a cl- uh, school I've, I've, um, uh, I've audited and I'm actually gonna go to soon, um, uh, Sturgis, um, Spicer Sturgis. It's a school here in LA. And I know Will Smith works with uh, Spicer, his name's Aaron Spicer. So he still knows he needs to be trained and educate and work on his characters and his craft. Uh, it's it, You're never done learning. I don't care if you're an EMT, a firefighter, a Green Beret, or an actor. You aren't done learning. And if you think you got it on accident and you don't do anything to sustain it or maintain it or get better at it, it's, it's stupid. Uh, and so that's where, as a fan, and particularly as an actor, it's a slap in the face for people to just uh, saturate the idea pool with you know, like bodybuilders or people that fell into acting or people that have no acting training. Um, you know, and it, it is a competitive world and I'm not, I mean, I'm a type A guy that wants competition. It's always comparing resumes. It's always fighting for things he wants, whether it was as a Green Beret, a theater major, a firefighter. You're, this world we live in is a world of competition and who's got, who's better at this or who has more experience. So yeah, I get a little passionate as the actor that wants the role when people throw out some quarterback or some bodybuilder or whatever because it's like if I, <laughs> I mean I'll lose my cool like in, internally but if, if some random quarterback got it because they looked right and the studio knew it would make them money as an actor I'd be really really disappointed then as a fan I, I will be sick I will be absolutely sick so I don't know why people think I mean we've seen it and I'm not going to remotely name names but people Nine times out of ten, people that their second career was acting, and I'm not saying because I don't want to be a hypocrite, like, oh, so you, Jeff, you're second. You, I'm not saying you have to be born and then be, start acting when you're one years old. But when they were typically an athlete or something like that, and then they're like, now I'm going to dabble in acting. There are very few people that made that switch. Uh, 
you know, um, I'll use good examples. I won't name names that I don't agree with. And I, all these are as fans. As a fan, I say this. Robin Williams, comic to extremely great uh, dramatic actor in a lot of his roles. Not a guarantee. A lot of comedians, when they flip over, they're still going to be their, the comedian they were as a comedian in TV and film. Uh, entertainers, sports people. Um, it's a rarity that they make that flip. And if they do and have a successful career, they still might not exactly have the deep uh, diversity as far as roles and performances. Your Johnny Depp's, your Jake Gyllenhaal's, uh, your Hugh Jackman's, they didn't really switch from another giant career. Um, and that's why I, I, as a fan, firmly believe they are really good at what they do. Uh, so that's where that's a little uh, quit saying non-actor people for this role. I say that as a fan. It's absurd and makes no sense. Uh, and on that note, my other note here is uh, the body stuff. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> ironically, uh, in Hollywood, body image is all bad. And ironically, this is the one of the roles where it's like the mountain in uh, Game of Thrones. That guy can't be small. There's a reason he's called the mountain. So there are roles and there are characters that there has to be a certain body. Um, and, you know, so I'm not out going, going into some dark alley shooting up steroids. That's stupid. But I'm doing everything possible with in keeping good health to ensure uh, I any box I can check to become Jack Reacher uh, and show Mr. Child uh, that I love it, live it, breathe it, and b believe in it, and to show the studio the same thing. Anything I can control, I will. Because I know there's so many anomalies and absurdities in the filmmaking world that I don't have any control over. I mean, it's run by humans. So, I mean, there's a, a funny joke I have with a casting director friend of mine that's been really great about giving me a lot of insight and truths to the business is, um, it's, <laughs> this is a true story. I, I don't know if she was uh, keeping the, the uh, people in the story anonymous to be polite to me because I'm worried it was actually me. But the story goes is, the casting director, not the one that gave me the insight, but the, the casting director we're speaking of said basically the actor, and I, in this case I believe she was actually saying me, reminded me of her ex-husband and she didn't want to cast me because of that. <laughs> and I, I guess you can't fault that. It's a, human, it's a human industry. So those things I don't have any control over, but I'll be damned to the things I do have control over. Um, physical stature, studying... Uh, training, training uh, as in drama, training as far as acting, training as far as physical, guns, fighting, whatever. I w I'm living, eating, breathing. It's good I'm single right now because I would probably be breaking up in a relationship because this is all I care about. I'm just keeping her, my dog, who's asleep, <laughs> and me alive. <laughs> so um, going to the body thing. Um, some people are like, oh, Jeff, are you, do you have a, like a body image thing? Are you worried you're too small? And actually, the reason I'm fighting that is because until, like when I read on paper as a six and a half foot tall guy, when I read 250 pounds, I was like, oh, that's a big guy. That's a big, but not big. On a six and a half foot tall frame, six, 250 is actually kind of, not skinny, but it's not as big as the physical description and the renderings that are floating around the internet show him to be. I've been 290 pounds, uh, and it was miserable. 
but that was more what the descriptions that matched more the descriptions in the book and what the internet and various art artists drawings and renderings have reached of reacher of translate to i'm not going to get 290 pounds again that's 40 pounds out of my window right now if i have to i will but um a fan somebody who's dm'd me the other day and i would rather it's not easier to get smaller but it's easier <laughs> to get smaller than it is to get bigger so I want to guarantee when I meet these people, they go, okay, he's huge. Okay, oh, he's too huge, let's make him smaller. Or okay, he's huge, but too ripped, let's add some fat. I'm trying to make it whatever I am, it's easy to deviate from versus harder to deviate from. So I'd rather go in there bigger and ripped and have them go, okay, you're too big and too ripped. I'm like, all right, no problem. I'll get small and start eating pizza. So that's why I'm focusing so much on the bodies because it's one of the things I have control over. Um, and again, ironically, uh, that, you know, a lot of people are going, you know, and here's maybe that, that Hollywood, like, smack you in the face with some facts here. You know, a lot of people, are, I've, I've seen this multiple times, and I'm not mocking it. People be like, you know, you know, you, Jack Reacher can't have a beard. Well, duh, I know. I'll shave. <laughs> so, uh, and there, you know, and so, like, stuff like that. The blonde hair thing, that one's on the fence, because some people, when they have blonde hair, they look bad. Like, they sh there's a, people that have blonde hair naturally look better whereas that might be a compromise and that doesn't that's one of the tertiary physical aspects of Jack Reacher his blonde hair isn't like a huge character trait his physique is and obviously his ability to act so the blonde you know again I'm not unless they say it's my choice I, I probably wouldn't dye my hair because I don't look right with blonde hair maybe really dark sandy blonde hair but I don't look right but at the end of the day I'll Christian bail this shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll do whatever I have to to match this physique uh, of this character. So, And then as far as the tattoos, that's another argument. And slightly justified, but Jack Reacher's always wearing Henleys or some sort of long sleeve shirt. Uh, or that'd be a compromise they can make with the wardrobe of like, well, we don't, you know. And I only have a couple on my forearms, so Jack Reacher doesn't really walk around in tank tops. So most of mine can be hidden in a t-shirt and with a tattoo cover-up. Um, but then the other argument could be, you know, if they, if I was also, if they hired me and respected my military consulting aspect, I would tell them tons of people in the military have tattoos, officers, warrant officers, and enlisted in almost every branch. Tattoos are like just normal. So I would also argue that it's not necessarily not right. Uh, a lot of the stuff are wives tales about why you can't have tattoos. I know some extremely secret squirrels that work for three letter agencies and otherwise that have tons of tattoos. Obviously you get captured by the bad guy and you have identifying marks, that sucks, but it hasn't stopped any of us from having tattoos. I got all of mine in when I was in special forces, the place you're supposedly can't have tattoos. So that'd be an argument, but at the end of the day, that shouldn't be a reason to not cast a person. Uh, obviously. Step one is the physical. Step two, or 1B, is that the dude can act. All the other stuff can be fixed. If my eyes weren't blue, contacts. If my hair needs to be lighter, dye. If my tattoos need to be removed, hide them or digitally remove them. Uh, anything's possible. So I just want people to like lighten up a little bit on that. And lastly, uh, or at least my last note, um, the timeline. People ask, when will you know? Another, if you've been in the military, uh, the same thing applies as a military spouse. Don't ever ask when or why. 
currently there's no known. Uh, what I know, you know. Uh, so if anybody posts an article or some sort of new news about you know something uh, Mr. Child said, that's where I'm getting my intel. Um, I, I try to still be professional, but I, I'd be a fool not to slightly take advantage of the connections I've made with Mr. Child and his, his team. So I, every once in a while I will kind of poke the bear and send a text or whatever to his team, trying to get some info because, I mean, get in this business, whatever it takes, I, I'll, I'll do everything possible but, ma but maintaining professionalism. So, you know, I'm not going to be that annoying fanboy texting his, his assistant or his manager daily, but if I can get the leg up on it, uh, when it becomes a formal thing because right now it's just all I can do is, is accept him as a friend or a passionate actor currently there's no offices or casting director or casting decision maker there's nobody called it's called the showrunner which is it is what it sounds like the person that runs the show so there's really nobody to talk to or pitch so when I have no idea my fantasy is that whatever I'm doing because he does know me he obviously I spoke at that panel with him for a moment my fantasies, he goes, well, crap, uh, we got this ready. We got our Jack Reacher. Let's do this. You know, we've saved 90% of the legwork of, of the when will we do it by finding our Jack Reacher. Now the rest is easy. You know, cast the universe, uh, build the universe. The people I'm working with now, I already <laughs> this is kind of fantastical, but I'm doing a lot of work for the studio, uh, you know, as far as I have very legitimate people working from Marvel and Sony and, and uh, the Fast and Furious franchise with me. Uh, very good writers, very good stunt and action choreographers and, and, and filmmakers, uh, directors of photography, cinematographers. I have those people actually working on me with what I'm doing, which is kind of I've been keeping nebulous on purpose. Whoever it is, let's just say Netflix. Netflix would be brilliant if they're like, oh, well, we got Jeff, he's got a crew. Let's just fire this thing up. Why we we can get this thing going? Um, so that's my when timeline. Uh, Barry, <sighs> yes, Barry. Holy crap, Anita. Hi, uh, your <laughs> hi for me via your husband. Um, yeah, here's a perfect example. Barry says James Bond. How many books are there from James Bond? Um, he had black hair. And I think, and here's a he says a great thing, Daniel Craig is a fantastic Bond, and hair should not be a limitation, height is. Agreed. And I truly mean that objectively as a fan. Um, I said this in other um, podcasts or other videos, uh, the, the Vampire Chronicles, uh, the movie that interviewed the vampire with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, if you, ironically Tom Cruise, if you didn't know that book series, um, the interview the vampire matched the physicality. They... Lestat, the one played by Tom Cruise, they gave him a blonde wig. Um, and that was a character feature, and I think it kind of worked, um, but that's a very, that, that is based on an extremely explicitly detailed book series, which for some reason I'm fan fanatic about. I love that book series. When they did the follow-up, they kind of did an amalgamation of two books, but the, se the sequel, so to speak, and it had, um, again, I'm forgetting the actor's name, uh, but it was the, the it was based off the book The Vampire Lestat. I think that was the name of the movie too. But it had Aaliyah. It was the last movie she did before she died. Um, they gave that actor a blonde wig. He looked ridiculous. He it just you couldn't get past it. So they're like, you know, get rid of that. That made no sense. So yeah, if if it's gonna ruin, if it matches the character, but nobody can get past it, it, it move, you know, we'll drop it because some people just shouldn't have colored hair. Like some people photoshopped that one image of me floating around with. 
they actually used, I found this out, they actually used a picture of Lee Child and captured his hair color and applied it to mine. Because as we all know, I, I'm sure he's actually been quoted saying this somewhere, Reacher is child. Tall, uh, obviously much like larger. Blue eyes, blonde hair, tall. That That's child. Drinks coffee. <laughs> I mean, he is Lee Child. So who the person that made that sh photo said, well, I'm just going to take Lee Child's hair and apply it to Jeff Bosley. I mean, she did eyebrows, everything. And it like the quality of the Photoshop was astonishing, but Jeff Bosley with blonde hair just didn't work. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'll make it work. If they say that's right and the studio needs it, we'll make it happen. Uh, another great example to give a little insight into movies. Um, if anybody watched, uh, oh, what was it called? Um, Burn, Burn Notice. Um, it was a really, I think it had like seven or eight seasons on the USA. I love that show. Um, the first season, the main female in it, she had an Irish accent. And uh, fans of the show couldn't pat. I think it was okay, but it wasn't real. Um, and I think people watching it just couldn't get past it. And they found a way, I think mid uh, midway through the first season or into the second season, to get rid of it. You know, she just basically said uh, she was an immigrant and it's time because she was a spy. It was time she quit. She started speaking like an American. Boom. Problem fixed because the Irish accent was hard to hear. <laughs> so they'll find a way to fix it. Blonde hair, that'll be a little harder if we start blonde and somehow Reacher needs also to be brown haired. Or they'll just do it and ignore it and switch it to brown and just act like it never happened uh, because this isn't a sitcom. Um, I mean, Lauren, I'd I'll always take a higher salary. <laughs> Trust me, uh, Daddy's got bills. Um, and Marie, Marie's a huge Jack Reacher fan, and uh, she's saying no blonde hair. And I, I have to say, I agree. So, um, yeah, that, that's a compromise that doesn't make the character the character. Uh, a lot of people, and I, I say this seriously. I'm not saying it on the off chance, which this actually is in the works uh, where I'll meet. Mr. Cruz regarding this whole thing. Um, his gravitas or his performance was pretty Reacher-esque, and I'll agree with this as a fan. Uh, just the, the physique was just not there. Um, I argue as a fan, Tom Cruise is now, be he's Tom Cruise himself. He's such a big character as a human, as, a, as an actor, as a being. It's hard for us as fans to lose him in a role. Uh, you know, it's there's a point where people tip in their career where you'll never see them as anybody but them. Um, you know, there's people, and I, I'll keep bringing up his name, Jake Hall. He's still he's big, but he can still you'll lose him in a role. You're like you kind of go, oh, it's that he's that character. Um, Christian Bale's still there too, but you know there are other giant giant people. That despite their acting abilities, they're so giant in in the real world that we can't see him otherwise. So I think Tom Cruise has that going against him as a fan. Um, I mean, that's like cinema fan deep argument there. Uh, but I think his performance was good, but they didn't even think twice about coloring his hair. No point. Obviously, they didn't care about matching the book because like, it, you know, there's a quote where Child says something about, uh, you know, he thought he could pull off 80% of the, the, the performance and the 20% that didn't match physically wouldn't matter. Obviously, us as fans, it mattered. Um, and that's the weird thing is just the way Child wrote the books. Uh, a lot of books will just kind of mention the, the, the physical features of the character and move on. Uh, Aragorn and the Lord of the Rings books, they just mention it and move on. But we all know in the Jack Reacher books, it's an extremely explicit feature every 30 pages. 
So he kind of jokingly wrote himself into a corner. He can't not uh, use a big guy for the character now. Uh, but they tried, and, you know, poop happens. Um, yeah, and Melanie has a good point. Like, I I always forgot, I honestly, up until this new, this campaign, if you will, hey, Janet, uh, up until this campaign, and where uh, I think the first time I saw it was a BBC article. It's it's the thing on Lee Child's page. Um, he, he reposted a BBC article saying who should play the next Tom, Jack Reacher. And that's where I lost my mind and went to town. Uh, but I'd actually forgot until Sony chimed in. They're like, nope, Jeff won't work. He doesn't have blonde hair. I was like, what? And I kind of forgot Reacher had blonde hair. I think for whatever reason, I don't know the statistics on the planet, but most people have brown hair. <laughs> so like blonde is an anomaly. And I, so I think a lot of us just go to what we envision. And I'm very honored that people now are picturing me as Reacher. And I know I, 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 I'm scared to do these live things because I know... I know it's hard once you get to, like here's a perfect example. My mother has come to see me when I was doing theater. She's seen me in movies and she can't not see Jeff. No matter how great my performance is, uh, thank God she hasn't seen the performances where I've played. I always go to this extreme, but a, a, a performance where I sickingly, sicking, sickeningly <laughs> played a rapist. It was a very good performance and people that didn't know me just were like, grossed out and they were like oh that was amazing but I think even then my mom would only see Jeffrey you know she'd go oh that's my Jeffrey um, so the more you get to know me the more you see me and not the character so it's like a, it's a catch-22 risk as you all get to know me to hopefully like if all of a sudden I had to act Jack Reacher right now I could do it and you'd see it but the more you get to know me I'm doing it to let you I, it's a catch-22 you know if I just acted all Jack Reacher all the time people would be like oh he's totally Jack Reacher but like I said, there's a huge, uh, this is a once in a lifetime experience where they want an unknown. So I have to get y'all's support and belief in me and risk that, uh, that, oh, I only see jovial, nice Jeff. I guess y'all just have to trust that that jovial, nice Jeff that I am right now, it's sincere. But when in a Jack Reach, there's a famous phrase and I don't know who said it, but it, uh, when it comes to acting, it's, they, they tell actors, and it's one of my things I actually have written on a post-it note at every audition I go to. It says, living realistically in imagined circumstances. That's all acting is. So if Jeff was in a circumstance at a bar, uh, like I think it's in one shot, uh, but they used it in the, in the Tom Cruise adaption, where he's at the bar in the booth and the four or five guys try to, you know, they pick a fight with him, he stands up and towers over him. So living realistically in that imagined circumstance, I would take him out to the street and beat the living shit out of him. That's jovial, nice Jeff, but you can see that uh, that light switch would exist, and I promise you that. So I guess y'all are just gonna have to trust me that despite all this sincere, jovial, polite interaction, I can bring my reacher. This I promise, and it's fortunate because I do have a background to fall on. That's where it's good is is it's it's still acting, but I definitely have been in some experiences that I can draw from. Uh, so it's not like every actor to play a role has to have experienced that and you know like I'll go to the other extreme as always you don't have to have raped somebody to play a rapist that's stupid but there are roles and characters where if you have a lot of personal experience to draw from that applies to that character all the better um, yeah Barry makes a good point here uh, child mentions Reacher's height and weight a lot but blonde hair and blue eyes not as much um, and yeah absolutely true 
Uh, I'm re like I said, I'm rereading uh, Killing Floor, and um, I think they mentioned the blue eyes, especially when he's like working on the ladies, because <laughs> we all know Reacher's he's he's no James Bond, but he definitely is with the women, and the blue eyes uh, probably help him. Um, have a good day at work, Lauren. Thanks for all your input today. Um, so that's all the notes I have um, about everything that's been going on. Yes. But yeah, so that's all my notes. Um, an hour is pretty much the, uh, the point of... Um, oh, I just forgot the phrase. I had a team sergeant that said it all the time. Uh, not the point of no return. I can't remember the phrase. I'm really tired. Um, but yeah, after an hour, it's point. Of, it's it's kind of uh, we all start to drain off and get tired. Um, I appreciate everybody chiming in and and giving your input. I'll uh, keep this on the page. I'll make an audio podcast out of this. Feel free to share, chime in, and as everybody knows, it's. I hope and I, I know I've converted a lot of people um, that were initially. I actually have lost track of how many times somebody said, oh, I saw you and I just thought it was some actor being an a-hole, <laughs> like pitching himself. Um, and then I've sold them and, and they realized it was uh, not that. I mean, obviously it's that, but I'm not an a-hole trying to just be a, a, a turd. Um, I, I love the fact a lot of people have been converted because that means I had to earn it. And that means more to me than, not more to me, but it, it has a lot of value if, I can, if I've you know, made people flip-flop. So if any of you are flip-floppers, uh, thank you for your uh, team, your, your <laughs> team Bosley. Um, and I guess if I, I'd be amiss if I didn't say, yeah, uh, share this, share the Bosley for Reacher hashtag. Um, I will post the, uh, the petition. And again, the petition, the petition doesn't um, necessarily mean anything logistically, but it just, it shows something. Um, so, um, yeah, that hot, no, I didn't get the role. Um, I've, the summary is I've met with him. I met, I've met twice with him. I did a panel. Uh, I spoke with him about being, I mean, they quoted, uh, I'll butcher the quote, but it's something like as the potential next Jack Reacher. That was a quote from the panel. So I'm on the radar. Uh, there's just no official channels yet. Uh, no casting offices, no casting directors, no for formal auditions. So right now all I'm doing is pretty much trying to make the answer easy for them by everything I'm doing. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks Barry. Uh, so yeah, just share, tell your friends. I mean, invite them to the Bosley for Reacher Facebook group. Um, the only reason I did that is not to be all you know narcissistic. It's just because I didn't want to uh, hijack other forums. That would be rude and inappropriate. But I wanted to give a place where people, you know, it's, it's very supportive. Uh, you know, it is a really good, uh, I wake up in the morning and look at posts and they make me feel good. Um, but it's also a place to establish dialogue. Um, I really welcome critics. Um, uh, winning over the, uh, the easy people, so to speak. It's important, but it's the, the ones that I need to earn it. Uh, the sun's changing. Um, it's those ones that I really need to, gosh dang it. <laughs> Those are the ah that all right. <laughs> I really need to uh, get them to believe in me. So, uh, yeah. Um, thanks, Hawk. Thanks, Barry. I think I already said that. But yeah. So, um, 
point of diminishing returns. That's where we're at now, at the 57 minute mark. Uh, thank you everyone. Like I said, always, I'm living, eating, and breathing this role and fighting for it. So you are always welcome to interact, comment, criticize, uh, share, invite people to the group. I have two, three other moderators running the group. Um, in fact, I'll post it right here before I forget. Stand by. Oh man, they're looking to cast a new Wolverine too. Y'all see that? <laughs> yeah, son of a... Um, but here's the group right here. Um, you're welcome to join. Thank you, Melanie. Thanks for listening in. But yeah, everybody, uh, Tim, you just joined and we're leaving. <laughs> Good to see you though. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'm rambling at this point. Everyone have a great day. Um, I'm proud to do these again on a Saturday. I just know some people weekdays are easier. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll obviously post and share and I'll get all the info out to y'all y'all later. So thank you so much, everyone. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you.